Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Felton. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Legends. Felton for What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula. With me is Raymond Felton. Raymond, how are you? Good. How you doing? Not bad, man. We got we got Hornets basketball actually about to happen now. It's been a, it's been a <laughs> while, um, but preseason starts on Sunday. Uh, the the boys are back doing media stuff. Uh, so we have some. We're gonna talk about some quotes for Media Day. Which was yesterday or the day before? I don't know. We're recording mm-hmm. this on Wednesday, um, right now. So I think it was Monday or Tuesday when um, Media Day happened. Uh, we got some quote, quotes from the coach Steve Clifford. So we heard from the players, and we also speaking of players, we also have some signings to talk about. So that includes Dennis Smith Jr. and LeAngelo Ball. So we're gonna we're gonna get into all that right after the break. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Like you can also do pro wrestling. Bet online is really dope. Bet online continues to be the top online resource. For all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures, head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V five zero. Believe Fifty, all one word, to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so let's start chronologically. Uh, last week, Dennis Smith Jr. signed by the Charlotte Hornets. I believe it's a non-guaranteed deal, but it's a one-year deal. Um, Hornets need a backup point guard. Um, through looking at what we saw in summer league, there wasn't any like leading contender with it. There's some questions about whether Isaiah Thomas will be brought back, um, maybe Kemba Walker. But it seems to be they're like, going with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. for that spot, at least in audition mode, you know. Things mm-hmm. can always change. What do you what do you make of Dennis Smith Jr. coming to Charlotte? I like I like Dennis. You know, he kind of came in the league, um, and you know, for for a little bit, he lost himself for a second, and he bounced around for a little bit. You know, being out the league for a little bit, and getting back on last year with Portland. I like what he was doing down there in Portland last year, and um, seemed like he seemed like he found his confidence back, and. Um, I think he's gonna be. I think it's gonna be good. I think he had a good year. I mean, a good summer of training this summer. You know, just from some from some videos that I've seen him playing, pick up and just you know getting after it. So um, I look to him to have that confidence. You know, he's with a bunch of young guys just like himself. You know, so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be key as well. He's gonna fit in right away. And um, I don't know. I like I like Dennis. He's very athletic. You know, he can. He can get to the basket. He can create. He can create havoc. So I look forward to him John doing that this year with Charlotte coming off that bench. Yeah, um, he's, he's <clears> going to be twenty five um, this year. Like during the season, 
He has mm-hmm. five years experience. So he has that a good blend of of youth and experience, right? Mm-hmm. Former top ten pick. He has the pedigree. Um and I think, you know, he's a guy who could allow LaMelo Ball to like play off ball a little bit, right? And mm-hmm. we saw a little glimpse of that with uh Isaiah Thomas last year as LaMelo as a secondary guard, which I think opens things up in a different way, which we haven't really seen before. You know, no offense mm-hmm. to the previous point guards we've seen the last couple of years in Charlotte, but like Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas um, brought a different dynamic um, from that point of view. And I think uh, Dennis Smith Jr. could do something similar in a different way, in his own way. Mm-hmm. Like he's a, he's more mm-hmm. of a slasher. Um, but, you know, that, that drive-in dish opportunity with him and LaMelo seems pretty nice. And um, mm-hmm. adding to the crazy athletes that the Hornets have, there's a lot of potential there too. So it's low risk. You know, there's no risk. If it works, great. If it doesn't, the Hornets can always move in a different direction. But I like it. I like it. It's the type of move you like to see um, from an overall pretty quiet offseason for the Hornets personnel-wise. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like I said, I like Dennis. He's, he's extremely athletic. And him and, La, him and LaMelo playing together, I can see that. I can see that. You know, it gives LaMelo, like you said, a chance to play off the ball, be able to score a little bit more instead of looking to – you know, dish it out and run a team. You have opportunities to just look look at the game as just a score. So that could be dangerous. That could be really dangerous. Yeah, and uh, and Dennis is good <coughs> defensively too, which the Hornets Hornets need, and Steve Clifford will love that, I'm sure. Uh, more more <laughs> from him later. Uh, <laughs> another another signing, uh, Leangelo Ball. Um, similar situation where it's a non guaranteed deal. Leangelo will have a chance to play with his brother during the preseason and audition for the team. You know, um, we saw two summer leagues with him, a full G League season from last year. Uh, what do you what do you think of Leangelo and um, the state of where he is in his career at this point? Um, I like to see him get a shot, get a shot. You know, just give him a year to prove himself. You know, it's kind of hard to prove yourself in preseason. You know, it's short games now, and you know, it's kind of hard to give a person and try to earn a contract in preseason. It's possible it's, you can do it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I like to see them just get on the team for a whole year, just just work with the with the people, with the coaches and stuff, get in the weight room, stay in the gym, and then once he get that call up, get the opportunity, because he can't shoot the lights out, you know, and with the, you know, passing ability that his brother has and just – Terry Rozier, guys like that, like Dennis Smith, guys like that, being able to penetrate and get in the paint and make things happen. I like to see a guy like that on the wing, ready to catch and shoot. So I like to see him be on the team. I like to see him get a chance, you know, get a full year just to prove himself that he that he does belong in the NBA. So hopefully that happens for the kid. Yeah, I think a lot of people are rooting for him. And mm-hmm. um I think, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be a good narrative um, having – well, I think, like, Lonzo got some bad news about his knee injury, so I don't think he's starting the season. I know that nah, the ESPN game that everyone's looking forward to, LaMelo versus uh, Lonzo, that's out. Well, Lonzo's mm-hmm. not going to be around for that, which is a bummer. But one day, one day, I think we're, we're headed toward – hopefully, Lon, Lon, obviously, Lonzo's health um, pending. If the NBA brings back that, that, that three-man – tournament they, they tried out last year mm-hmm. uh, with that three-man skills competition. We saw the Antetokounmpo's. You got the 
you had like the the Cleveland rookies last year as well. Um, there's there's some fun things you could do with the with the Ball family on All Star Weekend. So maybe we can see something like that in the near future. Um, mm-hmm. So media day with the Hornets. All right. Um, the we heard from Steve Clifford. Um, he came in, and one of the main things he he talked about was not limiting their potential with setting a goal, right? Like last two seasons, we heard like uh, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. That was kind of the idea. The the focus didn't really happen. Uh, Clifford was trying to kind of manage expectations, it seems like. Um, what do you think of that mindset of, you know, we're going to just take it game by game and not limit ourselves by setting expectations now in, in September when we have a long season ahead of us? I mean, I, I, I like that concept, but at the same time, I mean, everybody knows the ultimate goal is postseason yep. to get into the playoffs. So, you know, just because he said that, that doesn't mean that's not what he's looking for. He's definitely looking to make the playoffs, but at the same time, he's still telling guys, don't think far ahead. Got a lot of games in between that time. So, you know, just make sure that, you know, we take it one day at a time, one game at a time, one month at a time. And it's just let's just see what happens. See what happens, you know. And I, I like I like that I like that concept. And for me, you know, uh, the, <clears throat> the biggest like X factor, the big, biggest variable going into the season is Gordon Hayward. Um, if if he's healthy, which he is, he's healthy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's talked about. It, he spent a lot of time getting stronger. He's been he's been he's, he stepped his first year in Charlotte. He stepped on I think Miles Turner's foot. And then his second year last season, he just got just landed awkwardly against Toronto and put him out. This, this two season ending injuries, it's two season ending injuries, just kind of out of nowhere, just randomly. You know, mm-hmm. the, this guy is mega talented and just just really struggled to to be available. And that that's kind of why why we saw how valuable Miles Bridges was because when Hayward went out, we saw Bridges play a different position and role, right? Like he slid down to the three a lot of the times when, when Hayward wasn't available. Now the Hornets do have a lot of depth at that like wing perimeter spot, but Hayward is really irreplaceable. So if he can roll out like 70 games this season, I, that could be a major X factor that a lot of people aren't considering for the Hornets because we just haven't seen Hayward in that final stretch of the season because of those unfortunate injuries. What, what do you think of Hayward and what, do you, Hayward what, what can is- he bring to this team if he stays healthy? He was an all-star. He was a guy that you can get the ball to and get you a bucket. So, um, if you got a healthy Gordon Hayward, you definitely have a a, a, a big chance, greater chance to to make the playoffs for sure. You have to put Charlotte as one of those elite teams. Because you got him, you know, him, Rozier, and Lamelo. I mean, them guards right there are just enough. It's, it's tough in the NBA. You know, you add some bigs that can really, you know, play defense, stretch the floor, and just, I don't know, just do their job with that type of scoring ability right there with those three. You know, you're giving yourself a chance. So if those, all three of those guys stay healthy, Charlotte's going to be a dangerous team for sure. But I like going ahead with love, I loved him in Utah, played hard. He was tough. Um, just, just plays, he just plays the game the right way. That's a lot of things that's missing. He's a guy that can give you 20 a night playing the game the right way. That's hard to do. That's very hard to do. Yeah. He, he's effective in, in three different levels. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he can, he affects games without 
touching the ball as well or, or shooting the mm-hmm. ball, you know, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a perfect complement to what they have already going on. And you can step up, like you mentioned, when you need it. You can run a play for him. You can make his mm-hmm. own thing happen. You can create for himself and others. Like Gordon Hayward, I know people, people want to get on him for the contract he signed here or his injuries and things like that. You know, I'm not here to change anybody's mind, but if you if you're not a, if you don't think Gordon Hayward is a, a really good player, you're, you're missing out because what Hayward brings to this team, a lot of yeah. other teams would, would love to have him, and the Hornets right. now have two All Stars with Lamelo and him, and mm-hmm. if those guys are can can play 70 games together, the Hornets will be better than they were last year because we didn't have that with Hayward. Exactly. We've been missing Hayward last two seasons, so that, that's mm-hmm. that that's something to look out for, and he's. I, the injury prone thing is so weird too because he just I just look at him as not just being unlucky versus being injury prone. I, it really that's all it's been. That's really all it's been. When you go through a, a major injury like he did, you know what I'm saying? When he broke his leg, when you go through a major injury like that, you know, some things just follow you behind that for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate because you hesitant with certain things, you know, because you a lot of people don't understand you get hurt when you being hesitant. That's how you really get hurt. When you don't want to jump off one leg the right way, you put too much pressure on the other leg. Like little things can happen that you just you just don't account for. So, you know, and you crazy if you think Gordon Hayward is not a good basketball player and don't deserve the money he's getting and all of that. You crazy. You just don't know the game of basketball. You just need to sit down and watch this season yeah. and and cheer for him this year. <laughs> yeah, for for like I'm well, I'm definitely rooting for him and just thinking about these those playing games how those would have gone differently if Gordon Hayward was available like it mm-hmm. th- those games don't go like that if Hayward's uh if Hayward's playing um moving to LaMelo Ball right year 3 rookie of the year year 1 all-star year 2 what's what's a realistic kind of goal or expectation of him in his third year in the league Leading his team to the playoffs, um, all star again, and the next goal for him is to try to make one of those NBA first teams. I mean, one of those teams, mm-hmm. first, second, or third, don't matter. All uh, NBA teams. That's his. That's his next. That's his next level. His next step. But the most important thing, outside of individual accolades, is really leading his team to the playoffs, getting the Charlotte Hornets there. It's a lot of pressure, but, you know, it comes with being an all-star. It comes with being the franchise player, being the man on the team. So, you know, when you when you get all of that, it comes with a lot of pressure for such a young kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still young, so a lot of people don't understand. But all this pressure on these young kids, and they realize they still are kids. He's still got so much more time to develop, so much more time to just, you know, learn a whole lot more of this, of this game. So that's why guys like Gordon Hayward, you know, saying Terry Rozier is, is 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 vital. You know, those guys been in the league for a while. They battle tested. They've been in tough, you know, playoff games. They've been, you know, deep in the playoffs. You know, with other teams. So, guys like that really has to, you know, step up, stay healthy, and get him the help that he needs. You know, because any 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 All Star, any franchise player, still need other players along with him. You can't do it by yourself. You know, even with LeBron going to Miami, you know, he still needed Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to make those things happen, mm-hmm. to, to win, you know. Or Dwayne Wade needed Chris Bosh and, and LeBron, you know what I'm saying, to, to win two more championships. So, 
It's just one of those things where, you know, you don't see too many teams where there's one guy that's just dominating and, and you know, just doing it by himself. It's, it's kind of it's kind of tough to do with all these talented players in this NBA. So I really think his big step is being a man, leading a point guard, being that leader, and, you know, get Charlotte to the playoffs. That's That's what he got to do. And one thing that I'm so glad they, they talked about this and are addressing this because it was frustrating last year with LaMelo. Um, he's so good at getting to the, to the rim, right? Mm-hmm. He's not going to like, he's not going to dunk on you, but mm-hmm. with this frame and, and speed and, and handle, he's really slick in getting to the rim. And you see these, these games where they'll, they'll settle for these jumpers or drive and not get calls. Um, he's working with a former referee to learn like how do i get calls because i'm not getting calls i'm going to the rim and the efficiency his worst like efficiency is at the rim which is crazy um and you know he's trying to fix it have have you heard of players working with former refs to get calls like to learn like the nuances of the rules is that have you heard heard of that before never i've never heard of it but you know the game is evolving, so there's <laughs> there's different things that that you can that are that are available now. So mm-hmm. you know that's a good thing though. There's nothing wrong with trying to figure out you know how to get a call or you know what should I do differently when I go to the basket. There's nothing wrong with that. I like that. Yeah, I like it too because he he's he's really slick, and the I think the the best version of him is using his height. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's an above average point guard or above mm-hmm. average height height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, height above, above average height. I don't know. He's taller. Mm-hmm. He's taller than most point mm-hmm. guards in the league. And yeah. I think the all of really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, the best version of him is using that that height to his advantage when he can, right? Mm-hmm. And he's quicker than guys his size, so like he can create some some really nice mismatches um, mm-hmm. as as this game develops. So um, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out. I, I doubt we see much of it this preseason, but when the when the season starts, oh, it'll be something to look out for if um kind of month to month just looking at if he's getting more free throw opportunities compared to last year or the year before um the center spot all right it was addressed in the draft with uh with mark williams from duke uh mason Plumley returns he's on a contract year nick richards returns it's his third year after being drafted in the, in the second round back in 2020. uh steve clifford just came out and said mason Plumley's a starter nick richards the backup um I know we got Mark Williams waiting in the wings. Um, I'm sure he'll get some opportunity. Uh, Clifford said that Williams is ready for the NBA now, but he has he, he got to wait in line. You know, wait, wait your turn. And I think his time will come. Um, but as of now, I think it makes sense to start with Mason Plumley. He's the guy. He's been the guy here. He's the best center they have right now. He's the most experienced center they have right now. And Nick mm-hmm. Richards, he's been in the system for three years. I know it's a different system getting a new coach, but um, he's really shown that he's he's capable of being in a backup center in the NBA mm-hmm. at the very least. Mm-hmm. And he's put in the work in preseason or in uh, summer league. He, you're three players. You know they don't need to do summer league, but he did. You know, uh, what do what do you think of uh, Clifford coming out and just saying off just off the bat? Mason Plumlee is our center. Nick Richards mm-hmm. is our backup. Our our rookie, our, the 15th pick in the draft. His time will come. It's just not right now. <laughs> Clifford old school, man. Yeah. Young boy's got to come in and prove himself. Just because you was a lottery pick don't mean you're gonna come in right away and get and get um and get minutes. You did something that you got got to urge like everybody else. 
you know, everybody that's in the NBA was either a McDonald's All-American or uh, All-American or a big-time college player, whatever you want to get. So, you know, everybody was the man at some point. So now you got to come back down and be humbled again and, you know, earn your stripes. You know, we all had to go through it. So, but young fella be all right. I can still see him getting some minutes and, you know, being very vital to that team because he's definitely a, a, a guy that's, that can be a game changer on defense. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely that. So, and looking at the other two centers, um, no offense to them. They just don't bring that type of ability to the table. But they are more polished. They have been in the game for some years, especially Plumley. You know, so you you know you gotta Plumley definitely gotta be your start center. And then with Richards, like you said, he just he has more years, and he's still a guy that's you know a footer. You know, he can block shots. You know, he you know he's he's earned his minutes as well. So you know, young fella, you gotta earn your minutes, and that's just really what it is. Not that you like you said earlier, it's not that Coach Cuffler said he's not good enough and not ready. He just you gotta earn it. Yep. And that's all it boils down to. You got to earn it, young fella. <laughs> oh, no doubt. And I'm, I'm excited to see him touch the floor. I'm curious to see how his um... – okay, so in in uh, in the summer, I don't want – like, this is summer league. I don't want to, you know, hold that that against anybody. But mm-hmm. we saw Mark Williams out there, like, really eager a lot, like, very eager to be out there, you know, jumping and kicking his leg out, trying to, you know, <laughs> uh, intercept or tip passes with his feet, like, things like that. Um, that stuff will, will will shed away as you know as you get more experience. You know, what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious if when he gets out there, if he's gonna be too eager to you know earn a spot. You know, big guys tend to get in foul trouble. You know, they'll get targeted. He's a, be, a lot of times he'll be the biggest dude on the floor. I'm sure he'll, he'll be a challenge for the other guys to go after um, with his uh, nine foot nine standing reach. His seven seven wingspan, guys will, will want to challenge him when he's out there. So that's crazy. How, how do you find that? I know, right? Like, so <laughs> the Hornets haven't had a guy like that um, in a while, uh, to say the least. So, what do you what do you think about that balance of all right? I'm for Mark Williams. I'm gonna get out here, but I don't want to try to do too much to get myself in trouble. You know, like how do you how do you like manage that those expectations and, and his confidence levels without? you know, stifling his, his growth. Mm. Is it just like waiting, like just, just, just putting him in good just, matchups? Just, well, it's not even putting him in good matchups. You know, sometimes you got to throw him in the fire. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to put him out there against a Jokic. Because it's Joel Embiid. <coughs> and see what happens. You know, put him out there. You know, you don't feel like gotta, you got to, you got to, you can't run from him. Yeah. You can't run, you can't run from it. You know, he, he has all that ability. He got all, you know, that nine foot frame and, you know, seven foot seven lip dog arm span lip. You got to put, you got to put that to use. <laughs> you got to put it to use, man. But um, he'll be okay. I think it's just all about him just working hard and coming in with a with a, with a positive attitude and hopefully one of these vets, you know, you know, put him up, put him up under their wing and, you know, really help to calm him down and help him to understand you know what it takes and what he needs to do so hopefully he'll be all right i heard lamello say on on media day look at my rook it's my rook yep so you know hopefully hopefully they those those guys help him out down there yeah so like i mean there's something to be excited for a lot a lot of interesting like subplots 
uh, that'll be going on this season. Uh, Terry Rozier, this last quote I want to mention um, from Media Day. Terry says that, you know, no one's talking about the Hornets and people are going to overlook them, right? He likes the idea of the Hornets being a slept on team, being a team that people think will be an easy win on their schedule when they come here or, or host them. Um, and they, they, he's trying to like embrace that kind of underdog mentality, so to speak. Um, what, do you, what do you think of that? Uh, what do you think about Terry's mindset going into the season? Because we've seen a lot of action this offseason in Cleveland, um, uh, Minnesota. Well, like a, a lot of teams, there's some crazy moves going on. New York with, uh, with Brunson, um, mm-hmm. the Hawks with Murray. You know, a lot, a lot of teams kind of in, in the East, in the Hornets kind of competition range, have done things. And, mm-hmm. you know, they have the hype behind them because they make these big moves. What do, you, what, do you make, make, uh, what do you make of Terry's mindset of that underdog mentality? I like it. That's who he is. You know, he's a dog. He's a dog. You know what I'm saying? That's just who Terry is. And, you know, him him saying that they're being slept on really means that he's upset. So he got something to prove. So when you come into Charlotte, you coming down in that Hornets nest, you better be ready to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, like they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna ruin some people's nights, I'm telling you. And I I'm excited for it. I know the off season has been kind of dry for the Hornets, but sometimes mm-hmm. that's good. I know they had the whole the whole issue with the coach, you know, Kenny Atkinson saying yes and then no, Steve Clifford returning. It's it's a lot of stuff, but it's sports. And if everyone is saying this is going to happen or this isn't going to happen, mm-hmm. that's not how sports works. Like if, if if the majority is saying something, is it good chance the other like the opposite happens? Mm-hmm. And so we'll see. We'll get we're gonna get our first taste of Hornets basketball Sunday, where uh, I think. I'm not sure if it's here or, or in Boston, but they play the Celtics um, on Sunday. So uh, for the first preseason game, what, what do you look at like, for, for Hornets fans? Listen to this. What's your advice for fans watching these preseason games? What should they be looking out for as far as like to manage their own expectations? Because it is preseason. Uh, I'm not like how much do you expect these these starters to play? You know, right. do you expect to see more of the young players? Is there like a yeah. ramp up or ramp down? I think you're going to see more of the young guys early on. And towards, you know, the last maybe one or two games, you'll start seeing, you know, the starters play a little bit more and just, you know, try to get a rhythm, you know, going into that first game, you know, of playing five on five. So um, pretty much that's what you'll be looking at. You got to see what your young guys got first. Give them an opportunity. You got to see really what your bench gonna look like. Honestly, you already know who your starters are. You know, you know pretty much what they bring into the table. So now you got to see, you know, how deep you really are on your on your bench. So you're really gonna be seeing more of those guys playing a little bit just to see, you know, what you have, what you got. Yeah, um, looking forward to seeing Buck Knight. I feel like we Hornets fans haven't seen him in a while. Because of his injuries, he missed he missed summer league. He he has some really positive things to say about Clifford as well, and, and this whole situation. So he, I don't know if him and JB, him and J- James Brego, had some very visible beef with the little altercation on the sideline last season. Um, but you know, it's a new year, new coach. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm I'm excited to see what is in store for the for this team. 
um, this preseason. And uh, we got basketball, man. Basketball's back. About time. <laughs> so, like, I'm not. I'm not a football guy. So I'm. I'm like. I got. I got soccer. And I got basketball. So both are back in my life at the same time. So I'm very excited about it. But <laughs> so uh, if you made it to this far into the podcast, thank you. Be sure to you know tell a friend. Leave us a review. Helps the show grow. You know. And uh, Raymond, I appreciate you as always. We'll be back next week. Uh, for another episode of the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. Until next time, actually, you know, next podcast we're talking about basketball for us. So I'm excited. <laughs> like, let's go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like actual games. I'm here for it. So <laughs> until next time, take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.